My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower Black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creatives Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to hold space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet Chernelle Lane, a roaring fire under a cool demeanor with a kind soul that she shares authentically in hopes of healing the world. As a speaker, advocate, facilitator, and poetic storyteller, Chanel birthed Chanel Lane LLC, where she helps to relate, advocate, and uplift Black women. Chanel is also the creator of Writing Through It Workshops and Healing Through It Summits, where she facilitates women to reveal, deal, and heal from trauma while recognizing strengths and positive experiences. Her company is also home of Cookie Jar Open Mic Online, a bi-weekly event that showcases writers and performing artists. In this episode, learn how Chanel uses her life experience to reach and inspire people with her artistry, curriculum, projects, and words. Hey Chanel, how are you? Hi, I am so good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on. I'm excited to have you on here. You have such an amazing experience. And so I really want to get into your beginnings and where you are now. Yes. So let's start from the beginning because for me, I always like to start there and to just kind of get a better sense of who you are. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know, when was the first time you realized your creative power? Okay, um, so I started being a creative from like birth. So at first it didn't seem that different to me, but mm-hmm. I think when I first started to realize the power of it was when the first time I re- realized there was something different about it was about when I got into third grade, I transferred schools. And when they found out that I was a writer. Oh my goodness. It went crazy. (laughs) Like they were like, Oh, you're going to enter the young authors program. We're going to put you in oratory contests and da 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 da. And that's when I kind of was like, Oh, okay. Mm. You know? So when I would go to these, Oh my God, I was the littlest thing going to these huge, um, like the Chicago theater and, you know, things like that oratory contest and I would you know speak and do whatever and, and it would be like oh my god you know and I was like oh okay this this is something this is something you knew something was special there 
Yeah, but that's that's just the performance part. But also when I when I started to touch people and mm. like bring emotions about, that was when I really got like, okay, this is not just an entertainment thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, touching people, that's important to you. I can sense that about you, that you really love to like make a difference. And I think that even when you're doing your different creative practices, because right, you you write, you, you speak, you are a spoken word artist, you are an author. When you're doing your different practices, how do you really know like which what to tap into at a time? Or do you see them as being all connected? Okay, so (laughs) that is a good question. Sometimes I do see them as all connected, um, but I think that as I get more mature in my creative practice, Mm and, and especially when you throw the business in there, right? That's a right. whole another animal. Um, what I find myself needing to do is take time to just do what I love to do, right? So this is something I love to do. I love speaking. I love writing. I love performing. Now, when I write and perform, like poetry, I guess I speak from poetry. When I write poetry, and I perform it, it's the same thing to me. It's the same thing. Yeah. Me writing it is like um, me writing it to get the message across. But as soon as I finish, sometimes before I finish, you can ask any of my friends, I'm calling them like, hold on, how does it sound? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is this giving what I'm giving, you know? And when I finish, I read to everybody. I'm reading to the pace drivers. I'm I'm getting feedback, you know. So I love to perform my poetry. Now, when I write stories and things of that nature, it's a little different, right? Um, Because those are being read. Those are not necessarily being recited or performed. Um, But as a storyteller, as I call myself a poetic storyteller. Ooh, um, I love that. Yes, I am a poetic storyteller because when I tell, when I do poetry, it's a story. And when I do stories, it's poetic. So Mm, beautiful. Yes, I see that. And I think that's interesting because, you know, I don't think they have to be separate. I don't think they have to be connected. I think it has to be whatever works for you and your process. And that's what's important. So I know that there are always you know, moments where sometimes we doubt ourselves, we doubt our talents. And I'm curious, how do you work through those moments when you're, you're like, you know what, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about that. I don't know if I'm good enough or whatever thoughts you may have to doubt yourself. How do you work through that? Um, I doubt myself. Um, I won't say a lot, but quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it because we live in this, um, like goal driven, everybody's conquering right. everything. Nobody has time for themselves cause they hustling vampire life, you know, all that stuff. So I doubt myself a lot when I compare myself to other people, but what I had to realize was that 
even when you doubt yourself, even when you think you can't do something or you're not going to measure up. I think that's what the doubt comes Mm -hmm. in, right? Is that you're not going to measure up. You have to remember your purpose. And if this is your purpose, and like with me, it's a little easier because like my purpose is helping people. So I can always think past myself. And Mm -hmm. I think that happened because of me actually helping people. It's hard when you're first starting because you don't know. You're like, I want to help people, but I don't know if this is going to help people. But by me seeing, you know, because when I first did it, it was difficult. Because like my writing through workshops, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I doubted myself big time. Um, But I had, I talked to friends, I talked to family, you know, and they're like, this is your purpose. When I go and speak, anywhere I go and speak, People are like, keep writing, never stop. Do what you do. You're helping people. You're working with people. Never stop. And I have to hold myself accountable to all those people, to all the Mm -hmm. ancestors that told me never to stop, to all the elders that told me never to stop, to my peers that told me never to stop. I have to to be responsible not only for myself, but for my purpose, which is for them. Yes. So you have to be brave. You have to be brave. And people are always saying fears, you know, fears are overwhelming and stuff. And I'm not brave or I'm not courageous because I I fear something. Bravery and being courageous has nothing to do with not having fear. Right. It has everything to do with doing in spite of the fear. So, yeah. Yes. I think what you said is so important because one of my core values is community and how important it is to have a, like a tribe around you that supports you. And you just talked about how that has helped you get past your doubts by having people who like lift you up and support you and see your genius and see all your goodness in the world and tell you to keep going. And I think that's like so important because sometimes we don't believe in our own greatness and we need people who are close to us to tell us and remind us and that's like a a really great way to move past fear to be inspired by the people in your community who are you know also amazing and who can see you know sometimes more in you than you can see in yourself so that's beautiful um i would like to say to that Mm -hmm. Um, because I would be remiss if I don't mention this yes please Um, do everyone who um, enjoys your artistry will not necessarily believe in your purpose or believe that your purpose has value Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah so it's people that can listen to your portrait like oh that was wrong and you're like yeah so I'm finna perform at this place and I'm trying to get this internship or this fellowship and to do this. And they're like, you can get paid to do that. You're going to do what? You're going to waste time doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so it is important to have people who um, not only enjoy your art, but believe in it. Yes. So, yeah, that's very important. I agree. Yes. So you hinted about this a little bit earlier with one of the programs you do, but I would love to get into your business because you do have, you are the founder of Chanel Lane LLC. And I just want to talk about your journey to build that 
and really how you're able to maintain a sustainable practice for yourself as a creative while having this business. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. It is hard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can curse on this show. You can. It is hard as hell. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I am not a business person, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I guess I am, but I don't know about that. So what it takes is, it takes a lot of me taking classes, going to conferences. I work with the Women Business Development Center, who is an awesome, awesome resource. Um, free counseling and stuff like that um but to to do my practice while working has been difficult because i am a one woman shop Mm -hmm. and i am disabled um so it makes things that much harder um to be a one woman shop Mm -hmm. um so like i said earlier you know just remembering and trying to do what I love, uh, to write, to just write, right? Um, Another thing I do is remember that this is not just a business. This is something that you, your purpose before you even thought about it being a business. Mm -hmm. The other thing I try to do is change change more from being a perfectionist to having fun doing what Ooh, I love. That's big. Yeah. Because that's why we get into these type of businesses, right? That's mm-hmm. why we're not accountants or lawyers. We're trying to create a business using not only our talents, but what we love to do. Right. And we do that because we want to have fun doing what we love to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable in that. And also, this is, this is imperative, I think. It has been imperative for me. Stop comparing what you're doing in your business, what other people are doing. Yes, that comparison trap. is horrible because you, you don't know how long that person has really been working on something. Right. Two, this is what I used to say. <laughs> She'll kill me if she heard this, but my mom used to say to me all the time, well, I would do this, and I did this, and I used to say, and what is your name? <laughs> right. You say, Ernestine, and I say, and what is my name? Mm-hmm. Neal, we are two different people. So we will do things differently. We have so many different factors and variables that go into what we do as as people, as artists, as human beings. So things will be different. Um, I think once I realized that and once I was like, hey, I got to go at the pace I can go without driving myself crazy. Yes. Um, Because you will. You'll get on that business track and you're like, I got to make money. I got to do this. What's the next thing coming on? Got to advertise. Got to do this. Got to do that. And it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. First, I got to do this. Making goals, steps though. Not like I got this goal and that goal and this goal and that goal. And I want to do this, this and that. Because I do that. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to stop. So just saying, okay, I need to do this first. This first. Then once I do this, then I can take this step mm-hmm. up here. Then once I do that, I can take this step. 
just balance, just balance. And yes. um, I know it's hard, but we got to take that time out to have fun. Yes. Fun is so important. And I think that's like one of, a, one of the ways you can take care of yourself and to like heal and sustain a practice and a business because you have to enjoy it and you have to find things that you actually enjoy doing so that it's not so much work. It doesn't have to be so hard. And yeah, it, you know, it's, it's hard work. Of course, running a business is, but how can we find ways to have fun within all of the things we have to do? Um, and, you know, just take care of ourselves. So what do you do for self-care and healing? What do I do for self-care and healing? I like to meditate. Mm-hmm. I love journals. Everybody knows that's, that's what I do. That's my bread and butter is journaling, right? Journaling all the time. Ooh, sorry. forgot that was on. Um, so, yeah, so I like journaling. Um, I like meditating. Okay, my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. This is just for y'all on the Creative Make a Move podcast. <laughs> my guilty pleasure when I'm really like stressed and I just need to decompress comedies. Okay. Like a comedy comedies. movie? Oh, comedy movies. Well, I'm not a real big movie person. Okay. So I like com- comedic shows or stand ups. But gotcha. my favorite, my favorite guilty pleasure. And this is a plug for them, even though I'm not getting paid, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a podcast called Here's the Thing with Kev on stage and that chick Angel. Mm-hmm. Every week, I must catch it. Every week. Because it's just, like, we're sitting here talking about art and stuff. They sit there and talk about everything. Like, yeah. everything. Like, it's so non-structured, but structured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got they're you. both hilarious, you know? So I just need to laugh. And I watch yes. a little bit of The Housewives. I'm not going to lie. I do, too. What's only, your favorite I franchise? Only, oh, my goodness. It's it's a tie now. It okay. used to be Atlanta straight up and down. I love Atlanta. Atlanta is the business. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? I like... Well, okay. So I actually like Kenya and I know she, she has her moments. I know she has her moments, but I actually, I can see where she's coming from most of the time. And I think she's hilarious. And I also love Candy. So that's mine. Candy. Candy's cool. But I just think. Yeah, I love her. It's just so unapologetically herself all the fucking time. And just like a mess that I just I cannot I can't, I'm so drawn to her I don't know why <laughs> yeah, I like Candy because Candy is also unapologetically herself yeah and she's so out there and she has no qualms about it she's like yes this is me this is what I do yeah. and I think she 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 definitely holds her own with with characters such as Nene in them, because I remember yeah. when she first came on and Nene was trying to throw her weight around, mm-hmm. and she trying was like, to give her some "I'm mess. rich, I'm the high," and Candy was like, "No, sweetie, I have Grammys. <laughs> sit down. Yeah, I'm the rich yes. one in this group because I yes. actually have money. You know, 
I know, I know. I can talk about Real Housewives all day long. Yes, sorry about that. No, it's it's a good show. I love it so much. I I like Potomac. Oh, I haven't really watched that one. Oh my goodness, it's so good. My sister was telling me about that. I watched New York. Um, I like New York Housewives, but I I haven't got into Potomac. Okay, so back to you. (laughs) Yes. So I like to watch comedies. I like to meditate. I love Mm -hmm. to journal. Um, It has been difficult finding the time to do that. But like Mm -hmm. I said, um, I am working on actively cutting out time to do what I do. Also games, apps on the phone, games. Yeah. I will get lost in games. I have to stop. I have to put down the phone. Mm, all important yeah just have those moments for yourselves i think they're super important to just you know have fun yeah i forgot the biggest one i forgot the biggest one which what is it music oh i cannot live without music it's 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 what inspires me yeah music is my life like if i was not talking to you right now on these headphones I would be listening to music on YouTube. Mm, what type of music do you like to listen to? Oh, I love Neo Soul. soul Me too. Old school, you know, nineties, um, eighties, seventies, sometimes sixties. Um, yes, you're a girl I, in my heart. Yes, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, Raheem Devine, mm-hmm. Poetry. Come on now, Maxwell, D'Angelo, all that. All yes, that. yes. All that. That's so funny because I had a friend, my Pandora list is like Leo Soul. And he was like, how can you listen to this? Those are going to make you sleepy. Don't you just want to go to sleep? I was like, I love it. It's so relaxing and soothing for me. How can you not enjoy this music? And it actually like hypes me up. Like it makes me feel so good. Yeah. So I'm with it you. It depends on what you're listening to though. They have some hype songs in the That's true. And Jasmine Sullivan is my new yes, favorite. Oh I my know. God. But it's so many that I um that I like and that I listen to. Yeah. Um, Does music inspire your poetry as well? Oh my God. I have poetry that has song lyrics in it. Mm-hmm. I have several pieces like that. Um, but yes, I will listen to a song. Actually, I believe that's the way like the universe speaks to me a lot. Because mm-hmm. if I listen to a certain song and it just like this, I will listen to that song over and over for like three days straight. Like mm-hmm. no other music, just that song on repeat. And I'll be like, why am I listening to this song? Why do I need to soak up this song? <laughs> and then it will just, the, the, the inspiration will just pop up like, oh, I need to write this. I need to do this. My summit, my Healing Through It Summit um, for, called Queens in Training, which was for girls in uh, fifth through eighth grade that I did last summer. Mm-hmm. It was inspired by Masterpiece by Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, okay. You know, I'm a Mona Lisa. I'm a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I kept listening to it. Listen to it. I was like, why am I, you know, I love the song. I can listen to it all day. But why am I keep, you know, 
And then it popped into my head, like, it was to show young girls the differences between healthy versus unhealthy relationships, both mm. platonic and romantic. Mm-hmm. And to show them that you have to show them that they are a queen in training, that they yes. are a Mona Lisa, they're a masterpiece. So that's where the whole thing came from. So yes, all mm-hmm. the time I get inspired by these. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know a lot of your work deals with those types of like social issues or just trauma and you know, things that are happening to women. And I want to get into your work and all of the important programming that you do, because I think that you have such an important message of healing um, and just talking about some difficult subjects that, you know, we may not talk about. So can can you talk more about your programs that you do and really what is your message around building your programs? What are you hoping to achieve? Oh, absolutely. So I have writing through workshops and healing through summits where we help Black women to reveal, deal, and heal from trauma and negative emotions while recognizing and commemorating strengths and positive experiences. We do this through journaling. We do this through guest speakers. I love to have other artists come and show different ways that women can heal through things. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, I do journaling exercises and we do games and we do um, trust exercises. It's a really fantastic time. Um, And it can be on a variety of topics. So I've taught on sexual abuse. I've taught on domestic violence. I've taught on chronic illness. I've taught on just journaling for better mental health, life as a Black woman, traumas, as tra- Black woman and trauma, um, some of everything. Yeah. Um, my, one of my favorites <clears throat> that I just finished is writing through the everyday trauma of being Black in America. Mm-hmm. So I just finished a six-week course online. Um, and it'll be another one coming soon, but that one was awesome. It was and what so was awesome. that called again? Writing through the trauma of being black in America. Oh, yes, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so you have a lot of um, programming geared for black women, it sounds like, and just like you know, living our lives and, and our experiences and sharing them. And I think that that's important to have that safe space to be able to talk about some of these things. And I know I haven't been to one of your workshops yet. I'm looking forward to coming one day and just kind of experiencing the magic because I think when you're in that type of space where it's open and people are comfortable and it's, you're able to kind of heal and to really just recharge I think it's a really special moment. So I love the work you do. I think it's so important. Thank you. It's really, it's really powerful. That's why I try Mm -hmm. to keep it intimate. Because when you come into this space, um, first of all, I demand that you respect everyone. If you can't respect others, I don't care the differences in opinions, differences in thoughts. You can disagree and respect each other. So that's one thing. The other thing is confidentiality. So um, we're all coming into this space to share. So you have to know it's a safe space. 
because if you share and I share, we both need to be safe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I keep it intimate and we get together. And once people know that they are with like people with shared experiences, it's that much easier to share and to connect and to work through some of the stuff because you know that the people in this room um, even virtually get it. You know what I'm saying? I um, agree. So yeah. yeah, I love doing that. Um, yeah. I forgot one of my programs. Yeah, please go ahead. So this one is not necessarily so um, trauma focused, but I do have the cookie jar open mic online that we have bi-weekly and it is a great time it's for writers poets storytellers songwriters comedians um anybody who writes and performs can come to the cookie jar open mic online and they have an audience um a captive audience because these people who come to see this show are definitely supporters of the arts they are lovers of the arts and it's also a safe space. So if you're just if you're just starting and you want to try some stuff out, come to the Cookie Jar Open Mic. If you are experienced and you want to perform and you're like working on something, you're like I just want to practice how this sounds, whatever. Or if you want to stunt, you got your pieces. You like ah, I'm the business. Come, we accept you too. You know what I'm saying? We have features once a month and. The rest of them, the other one that's in the month is just open mic. We have a feature and it's open mic for the feature, which is the second second open mic of the month. And it's gonna it's great. It's been great. We've had a lot of fun. We've had some awesome performers come through. And actually, you can sign up um, at bit.ly slash cookie jar online, all lowercase. Um, yes tickets for the upcoming ones and I will have I have a link to that in the show notes so you all can go ahead and get your tickets or perform if you are a performer and get your life because it's an amazing program it's so much fun and it's online so anyone can go and you know be there and experience it so yes the cookie jar that's such a good name too yeah so yes. my previous my previous pen pen name pseudonym, whatever is cookie battles so i started the cookie jar open mic in 2014 which is when i came out with my second book under cookie battles so that's where the name came from got you yeah. and what made you come up with that name cookie battles yeah um (laughs) actually i guess um when i was in eighth grade i dated this really light-skinned guy Uh and he um they called us cookie and cream (laughs) and then i never i never used it anymore until i got to high school and i went to whitney young dolphins and um no one knew me. I knew no one in the school. So there was a point when the teacher was like, in orientation, 
The teacher was like, get up, introduce yourself to four people you don't know. I'm like, that's easy. I don't know anyone. So I go up to people and I'm like, hi, my name is Cheryl Neal. Nice to meet you. And they'll say Cheryl, and I'll say Cheryl Neal. And they'll say Chanel. And I was like, Cheryl Neal, Charnel, Cookie, nice to meet you. How are you? They were like, oh, Cookie, I can remember that. Did it four <laughs> times. Kid you not, same thing happened. So from then on out, I was Cookie Battles. Got you. <laughs> that is such a good story. <laughs> cookie Battles. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, awesome. So I always like to give my guests, and you already kind of talked about this, but I wanted to make sure there wasn't anything else you wanted to share just about how can people get in contact with you, um, you know, sign up for your, one of your workshops or events coming up, and of course come to the Cookie Jar work, uh, performance, but what are other ways or what are, um, how can people get in contact with you? Absolutely. Um, you all can get in contact with me. It's very difficult at Cheryl Nail Everywhere. That's it. So that's C H E R L N E L L. Um, that's my handle everywhere Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. What else is there? Uh, I'm sure there's something else. But everywhere is at Cheryl Nail. My website is www shirlnail.com that's c-h-e-r-l-n-e-l-l um i love to hear from you all so you can follow me on everything send me messages you know ask me what's coming up like i said we have the cookie jar open mic online that happens every two weeks on a friday night um and you can sign up for that at bit.ly at bit.ly slash cookie jar online and you can get tickets there there's also an event on facebook so like i said if you follow me on facebook send me a message i can see you also this is this is brand new hot off the presses Ooh, for the yes. Move podcast. so i am organizing a cookie jar speed dating event Really? Ooh, yes. speed it's dating. It's going to be virtual and it's going to be on the Zoom platform and we're going to have people sign up beforehand. You know, you got to sign out your little list and everything and then we'll have the event online and set up people in private rooms for so long and then they'll cycle. So yeah, I'm really excited about it. And we don't even have a date coming up, but I can tell you it's going to be at the beginning of October. So if you follow my Instagram, follow me on Facebook, you will definitely get the info as soon as it's readily available. But that is the next thing that we're planning. That is so smart. You can get yourself a little boo for the winter time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. It's so interesting because we literally just came up with it at the last cookie jar. Oh, okay. And we were like, um, oh, we should have a speed day. And they was like, yeah, you should have cookie jar speed day. And I was like, oh, I think I am. All right. <laughs> See, and that's how it works. You try yeah. an idea and you just do it. Yeah, yes. so it'll be, it'll be Chanel Lane LLC and Melanated in America 
we are joining forces to oh fun dating a bit yes ma'am yes 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 so i will make sure to have all that info so you can check it out and definitely go to one of the cookie jar open mics um check out chanel on facebook and instagram and on her website and definitely you know get to know her because she is amazing she is a woman of many hats she's an author she's a spoken word artist she's a speaker she is so kind and generous and loving that you all have got to get to know her thank you for coming yeah. on you're welcome and i want everybody to know that i'm also available to teach, do my workshops at conferences, virtual meetings, any kind of sessions or workshops. I'm also available for classes, businesses, companies, what have you, church, yes. whatever. So you all can also find my information at the previous things located and contact me. And I will do that for you guys. Yes. And poetry. Awesome. Thank you for sharing all that goodness. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Yes, I had so much fun too. All right, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next week, same day, same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.